So welcome to the very first uh, community uh, hangout sessions with Thiago Miraes. Do I say it right? Or? Hi guys, what's up? Yeah, Thiago Miraes, but uh, Thiago like, Miraes. Uh, foreign people have a lot of uh, hard time like trying to pronounce Miraes. Yeah. Because of the har, I think. So they say Mirelis or Mirelis. Mirelis. Yeah. Yeah. But you're from Portugal, right? Yes. Yes. All right. That's right. Correct. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, in these sessions, I wanted to do like uh, a human kind of talk to each other, like uh, see what you're doing, of course, with music, because that's uh, what the community is about. Uh, but I would like to see uh, what things you are struggling with in music and uh, see uh, what things you find fun and and that way we can find out how you can help uh, other people in music uh, but mm. uh, it's also very interesting I think for every artist to find out that uh, other artists also have their struggles because Absolutely. yeah these days um, there are a lot of artists that just buy followers and plays and streams and stuff like that uh, and they have a perfectly looking insta and I think we all post the fun parts on Insta. I don't blame that. Uh, but I think it's good to know that, uh, you know, making music and trying to get uh, higher up in this industry is pretty hard. As you um, said before, we started the interview officially, you work like hours and hours and hours. So I want to know uh, what parts of music you find hard uh, and how you handle those moments as well. So I would love to hear that. Uh, and that's why I started the series. Uh, but first, please tell me a bit more about yourself. Uh, um, what are you doing in music? Uh, how, for how long have you been doing it? That kind of stuff. Okay, so I started producing like uh, four years ago, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I started like digging really into it, like electronic music specifically, like three years ago. So I studied like a flute on a, on a music academy. Like mm -hmm. transversal food. Oh wow! And, uh, I, I also played the piano, so uh, I like the two play the piano and the flute at the same time. So okay, it was impossible, you know. Yeah. So like my teacher told me about a, a piece of software, the Audacity. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that, and uh, I could <laughs> record my piano and the flute at the same time, and like uh, I would do like uh, their the twins edits, like uh, me playing flute. And mm -hmm. playing piano at the same in the same video, yeah. And uh, I delivered that work for school and stuff, and it okay. was really fun and nice. Okay. As more I started to look into more software. I discovered FL Studio, mm -hmm. and uh, win. discovered yeah. that I could <laughs> have, a, I could have the strings orchestra. I could make a full orchestra playing with, me. like that blew my mind, and I started digging more into it, and uh, I decided that I wanted to do that for life. Producing okay. for me and for other people. So okay. I discovered Jobra, where is my, where I'm studying right now, music production. How is that and, called? Uh, Sorry. So Jobra, in Portuguese. J-O-B-R-A. Jobra. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the name of the, the course and, uh, or the study? Or? No, it's the name of the, the, the institution. The institution, yeah, okay. The course is TPTM, which means uh, Professional Music Sound Technician. Technic okay. Professional Music. See. Um, and uh, I met friends there, my colleagues, and mm -hmm. they, uh, all of them, like, um, they were there to make electronic music. I had no contact with electronic music before because I was a classical student. Mm -hmm. So it's Mozart, Vivaldi, Chopin, things mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, I 
just found a virtual ride at that time, at that time, and uh, like. <laughs> so it was a big inspiration. You know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he, he, at the time, the, he did a lot of uh, orchestral stuff, mm -hmm. but with the uh, growls and dubstep sounds, and I just loved it. Like the fusion of a lot of, he could touch like a lot of uh, people, like. Uh, Classical musicians and uh, dubstep mu producers and uh, rappers and I just that blew my mind because uh, in music I want to touch the maximum of people I can, so yeah. that's why I made a lot of styles like, like future bass, house, trap. Okay, yeah. so is it is that's it mainly a, a strategic uh, choice to make multiple uh, genres, like to uh, strategically? grow into the music industry or is it also because you like the other genres and you uh, want to see how they fit together or what's your main reason for combining it? I think it's like a, a mix of the both options Yeah, because like uh, it's not a really good thing honestly to have a lot of genres mm -hmm. because like um, if I want to hear House I search Johnny Zedon and hit Shuffle Play. If I want to use sad songs, I chose uh, Ethan and Shuffle Play. Yeah. And if someone wants to hear like House Made by Me, they are going to Shuffle Play and they will start hearing a uh, lo-fi beat, you know. Yeah. So it's not a really good. But at the same time, it is because uh, like specific songs, I can uh, bring more. Uh, how do you say crowd to my, my more attention to my profile. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean, but. Yeah, I, I think that um, if you um, lay the focus on like making what you like and uh, maybe you don't have to publish anything, you know, or, or everything, I mean, um, as long as you like uh, producing and uh, like what you make, I think that's the most important part. And of course, you can somehow Absolutely. strategically try to figure out what sounds to post under one name or maybe create an alias. But um, I, I see like, a lot of big artists that create different genres as well. If you look at Skrillex uh, or Marshmallow, the type of sounds that they make, of course, you hear the same stuff on radio, but uh, they are very uh, versatile as well. But they are big. They don't need the attention, so they do it just for the fun of it. And yeah, I think that's different for um, if you compare it to our situation or other upcoming artists, you know, they have to... Uh, grab attention at specific genres. So I get what you mean there. But, so you have the idea that you're now, what, what genres are you mainly focused on right now? Right now I'm doing a lot of house stuff, bass house, mm -hmm. uh, electro, like the the standard 4x4 kick. Yeah. And uh, I, sometimes like uh, for my final project at school, uh, I'm doing future bass. So like lately I've trying to mix a lot of genres like i do a house drop and the break is trap you know something like that like i'm trying to mix the genres to respect one uh, static of mm -hmm. my profile but at the same time show people it's always that feeling like uh, this is what what i can do like uh, it doesn't stop here it's not a four by four kick with a with a bass on sidechain like uh, you can do this and you can go crazy with sound design of course mm -hmm. so it's like Lately, I've been trying to respect the house aesthetics, mm -hmm. but improving the sounds and using different genres of sound. Okay. And uh, what is the reason that you mainly focus on those sounds right now or that you currently love that sound or what makes it special to you right now? Like, I like, like uh, 
<laughs> I like like I like when people are listening to my tracks and they hear something that re it's really strange. Like I'm uh, producing a track, it's a collab with a friend. I can tell right now, mm -hmm. and it's going on a label that I already told you. Mm -hmm. And like uh, uh, for the drop, the lead sound is a pen that I, I recorded my mom pen, mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, corf hitting the pen, but with a lot of effects, compression, distortion, uh, some reverb, delay. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really weird. Like you hear that and you're like, okay, how did it do that? And I think it's a really good feeling. Like a, when a producer hears something and it, it takes a long time trying to figure out what the sound is because yeah. we all producers try to do that. So I think that's what I've been doing lately, like using weird sounds, but respecting the, but, but the is that of a genre. But, but um... I meant like, uh, why are you currently focusing on house mainly? Is it like th that you um, feel like you can in-house music use that weird sounds better right now? Or what is the reason that you mainly focus on house now and, and on that aesthetics? I think it's really about the structure of the house. Like you have an intro, build up, drop. And house, like you can uh, do really weird stuff on the extended mix, mm -hmm. which is the, the most known uh, genre for using extended mixes mm -hmm. and like uh, it's not weird if you're like you hearing a trap beat well, or like if you're hearing a trap or a future bass and uh, you start hearing the house drum loop counts it sounds really off the place mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion mm -hmm. but if you're hearing like a house song and suddenly you hear another genre i think it's a good surprise and a healthy surprise to the you're here so I think yeah. that's why I'm mostly doing house lately. Because you and find for influences. It, yeah, you you feel like house music is um, easy to uh, transpose into other genres, and it's uh, friendly to mix with other genres. If I get you. Yeah, and it is like the most. Um, how do I say the genre that gets more attention? Like if I. Ask a friend of mine it's who, who is not uh, studying music production, like, do mm. you know what Future Bass is? Mm. It's going to be like, I have no idea. But, but if I told him House, Fisher, or like most of the trending song, pop songs, for example, mm -hmm. are mainly House. So yeah. that's why, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, a part of uh, strategy as well, because House is recently, the, the last two years, uh, pretty rising pretty hard and taking over like even main stage uh, features and, and stuff like that uh, uh, against the EDM uh, big room bubble that there was like a few years ago. It, it looks like house tech house is now the thing. So it's mainly uh, also a strategic choice to go into the house genres right now more. Yeah. And the young DJs starting their career, they mm -hmm. are going to start with house because it's probably the most simple and the most mm -hmm. complex style to mix at the same time, mm. but like uh, the extended mix help a lot of producers. So I think it's the, like the strategic way uh, doing house songs. It's like uh, for reaching uh, big DJs and the DJs that are starting out because yeah. they are going to become big if they continue. So uh, I think it's a strategic way. And uh, uh, like, I like the, the style too. It's not only because it, get, it gets attention. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and what uh, part of the, if you look at the production uh, side of things, what uh, part of the music uh, production do you find the most fun? And uh, yeah, what part do you adore about music production? I think it's the sound design. 
like mm -hmm. you can do a really cool melody but once you start like uh, adding pitch formant stuff and uh, some weird plugins it kind of changes the melody so i think it's like uh, when i'm producing and i i start doing random stuff i just open random plugins mm -hmm. and i get to a point that wow this sounds nice i have no idea how i did it yeah like for example doing a like four times, um, how do I say it, FEMing mm -hmm. on a synth at the same time. And it starts, sounds really weird, but then you freeze it, resample it, and you can arrange the notes and do really cool things. So I think that's the most funniest part of my uh, creative process. It's like sound design. Yeah. So like... And probably the most important too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To make it more like of your own stuff, like your own sound. That's what you mean. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Uh, why does it make it the most fun part because of the fact that you don't know what you're going to get out of it or that you don't know where to start what makes it so much fun that moment i i, I get what you mean like that moment when you uh, created something and you're trying to figure out how you did it to maybe try it another time but you already forgot because it's there but uh, is it that that feeling or what makes it so special that moment i like the feeling of being amazed by something okay this will sound really bad but i'm <laughs> sometimes amazed by <laughs> the thing that i did like uh how did i do that like i do that face what wow that sounds really good and yeah. uh, i just did it on my on my software and like trying to explain why okay so i put a reverb after the distortion but why did this weird glitch effect happens you know yeah with this specific template of reverb so preset of reverb so i think that's that's the feeling like being amazed by things that you can't explain only like digging really into it so yeah so that's the really good uh, feeling yeah so the part of like being surprised by just trying to push some buttons and something cools come out and you didn't know how you did it but that that surprise that makes it for you and then you need to act have some, uh, how do I say, technical skills to like, the sound is never perfect, like can uh, have a lot of uh, mixing issues yeah. or a really long decay. So you need to do the sound and learn how to fix it without uh, mm -hmm. erasing the thing that you did. So yeah. I think that's the most uh, tedious part, like trying to fix a good sound. If like that a makes challenge, sense. yeah. Yeah, so the challenge of it, yeah. And, and what part of uh, like production do you find the hardest? And um, yeah, how do you how do you handle that part? Like I can uh, imagine that everybody has certain areas in production that they find um, hard or uh, demotivating, and they just feel like oh, I want to quit this. Let's stop for today. But how do you get over that? How do you fix that feeling? Okay, so I. I know that uh, a, lot of, a lot of people that I teach production and a lot of artists that I collaborate to, there is a feeling like when you're doing a track and you go to Spotify, try to get some uh, creativity and you listen those professional master tracks like with the perfect high hand, uh, the bass is really controlled and compressed. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of brings you down because uh, you're th like while, while you were producing your okay, this sounds really good. Like I can get this on a really good big label. And then you go to Spotify and hear other artists and just feel destroyed. I think that's the word. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something that I've been feeling lately. Like uh, 
when I try to mix my tracks with other tracks, uh, I feel like it's good, the track, but it does not sound professional because yeah. I think that a lot of um, musical producers like uh, disrespect the importance of a good high hand yeah. and uh, the importance of uh, hearing the song on multiple speakers. Like uh, if the song sounds good on your speakers, that does not mean that it will sound good on your phone. Mm-hmm. The phone can can't reproduce the bass and there there are some really good techniques that you can use to master your song because uh, master is a really dark magic and no one understands how mm-hmm. it really works but i think it's really, really important like a producer hears a lot of tracks and doesn't don't give up like uh, of hearing the professionality of the other tracks try always to I keep talking about the high end because it's a really, really, really good, important thing. Because my phone right here is not going to reproduce the sub, you understand? But if mm-hmm. I distort the sub and add some higher harmonics, it's going to feel like it's there. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that a good producer needs to think uh, where, where are my listeners going to hear my songs. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I do a lot of house songs and uh, that's what I've been doing lately. So yeah. I'm trying to please the iPhone and Android users, which, yeah. which is my, are my friends, but also the producers that are going to hear the music on a good speaker yeah. and also the DJs that are going to play my music on big shows. So yeah. it's really and, and hard what, to yeah, please And what the part groups. in the in the production uh, do you find hard then in that case? Is it like what you mentioned that... Um, Making it sound as pro as pro text is that what you find still find hard in production? Okay, it's like you still there, or is it? Uh... Sorry, my internet. I think it broke. Can can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, I was wondering um, about the production side of things. What uh, part do you still find hard? Because uh, you mentioned like. Uh, sometimes when I uh, mix in my own track, I feel like um, if you compare it to like professional big names, uh, it, it still feels a bit uh, lower. Uh, and I, I get that feeling. But is that what you find the hardest part in production at this moment? Or is there something else that, that uh, really could bother you when producing? I'm not sure if it's the hardest part because like I know how to make the song sound professional in the mastering and mixing process, I think it's the most tedious part because like, I can't just go to the master and raise 100 hertz, one decibel. I need to go find the specific sound that I want to stand out in the mix and uh, try to apply the techniques that uh, all we producers do, like uh, try to compress a specific region with a, a multiband compressor or use a fab filter Saturn, which is a multiband saturator and try to distort a specific region that I want people to hear better. In this case, the low hand, because the importance of the low hand being perfectly mixed with a kick on electronic music. Yeah. On a phone, when I started making music, you would only hear like the kick and no bass. And that sounds really... Because the kick is already assembled, treated by a much better producer than me. And the bass is something that I try to create. So... I think it's really good like people try to understand professional presets how they work and yeah. why do they work yeah, but and what, what part really do you good. find hard in production i was wondering what part you are still struggling with like 
in music production. I, I bet there's something that you uh, sometimes feel like not sure about or anxious about that it's not good enough or uh, like something you're uh, struggling for with hours, like the, the thing that takes the most work in your productions or what are you still struggling with in music, in production? I think it's like trying to like melodies, for example, it's uh, you need to a melody which works. So sometimes it's hard, but you then need a sound that works too. So I think that the whole process of making scenes, things sound good, it's the most hard part because I can make a house song in like a day, a full mm -hmm. house song, but make it sound professional. I think that's the hardest part, as I was saying, yeah. like good mix and a good master, like to stand out the song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the hardest. why do you think that makes it hard? What, what makes it hard for you that like making it professional? Because... There are a lot of techniques that you can use. And uh, if you're like following a, a specific technique, you cannot start doing other techniques at the same time. So I think it's being selective and yeah, uh, like know what works choices. for your track. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like making the right choices for that track because you feel like I could use all these things, but which one will make it better? Because if I start using this way, then uh, we're one, two, three hours ahead, and maybe it could have sounded better with the other way. It's like that part. Yeah, but you are going to feel a lot of, I think the word is hearing fatigue. Like mm -hmm. when you, I master a song and it sounds good to me, but I send it to a friend and he's like, hmm, I'm feeling a lack of bass or something. I'm, I can't feel the high end. And yeah. like when you start having hearing fatigue, I think that's nothing that can help you. So you need to send it to another friend to give it their feedback and uh, their artistic look at it. Because uh, when we are like spending 16 hours making a track, we can't just, yeah. we cannot hear the track anymore. No. So it's so really that would be your, that would be like your tip. Um, if you are uh, struggling with uh, making it sound professional altogether, the whole production, your best advice at this moment would be uh, send it to other producers, other friends uh, to listen to it and let them give feedback on it. If I get it right. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. best tip. And hearing on different speakers, like the laptop speakers, your phone speakers, your car dad speaker. That's a really good yeah. tip, actually. So feedback and comparing on different sound systems. That, that would be the, yes. if I grab so one thing out that I can, uh, share with people like this is the tip he gave me then that's it for for production yeah, absolutely yeah. Yeah. it like shows your friends wisely because if i send this to my mother <laughs> she's going to say that she loves it but yeah. if i send it to you and you feel something is raised so yeah i think it's really important to choose the person that you send them so yeah that's yeah. my biggest tip i think yeah okay cool okay like uh um I'm gonna just hit a, a few uh, shorter questions and I'm just curious what you would choose and why you would choose it. So what would you like to produce more? An original uh, song or a remix or bootleg? I really like remixes, but like when I have the steams to work, mm -hmm. but an original song is really <laughs> good sometimes. But I think that the thing that I like most to do is remixes. Yeah. Like uh, getting an idea made by other person and transforming it into anything 
nothing like that. I can, for example, say, the, are you familiarized with the genreist Fado? Is a, a Portuguese genre, like a, mm -hmm. a specific guitar tone and the voice. It's the, the genre Fado. And I work the, with a, a really talented producer, which is called Mema. And I mm -hmm. remixed their song and made a half, like Brazilian bass. And people hear it and like recognize the things from her song, but in yeah. a different genre. So I think that's the really mo most funniest part. So you choose for a remix because uh, you feel like you can uh, mix the creativity from your own perspective and someone else's to one piece that that's makes uh, that makes a remix more fun for you. Okay. Yes. So absolutely. solo production, solo releasing or collapse. It's a hard one, solo right? <laughs> yeah. I think like if the collab like Sometimes there there is like a, a different interest on collabing. Mm -hmm. Like if the artist is much bigger than me, like I'm super interested in collabing with him. Yeah. Like because he, he knows better techniques than me and can give me some tips mm -hmm. and uh, he has a bigger crowd. So I think yeah. like collab is a really important thing with bigger artists, but it's hard uh, getting a big artist to want to collab with you. Yeah. So I think... Uh, I think I choose collab. Yeah. Yeah. Collab. Collab for now. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Self-releasing or label releasing? If you can equilibrate both, that's a good thing. Like mm -hmm. uh, releasing a song on a really good label, and then having some songs with the self-release, and mm -hmm. the listeners that come from the big label are going to listen to your song. So it's really important, like when you're doing self-release to get some income. I think that's the the that's the reason why I do some self-releases, honestly, mm -hmm. is because I need some income. In, because like there are some, uh, some expenses that I need to pay related yeah. to music. Like uh, I promote a lot of my tracks. Yeah. I use the a promotion agency. So I think that um, getting an equilibrium, how do I say it? Like getting a, a middle point between the two options yeah. is, the, is the really important part. Yeah, so you would choose um, like label releases to get the attention of an audience, to grow your following, your audience, and then uh, you would release some self-releases um, in the hope that the followers that you gained will like that style and uh, you can keep all income from that instead of sharing it. Yeah. That's the idea. Because when you... When you do a song for a label, mm -hmm. you're trying to respect the the taste of the label. Mm -hmm. But when you do self-release, it's the thing that you really get, like to do. So a yeah. middle point is really healthy. On a... So both important. In your yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Um, I was just wondering, um, how much do you work on music? And uh, are you always happy to work on music? Or is it like you have struggles with that sometime? getting motivated and stuff or inspired as well. Like I, every day for the past three years, I open Ableton, uh, not yeah. Ableton, but I open a door like or FL Studio or Ableton. I started using Ableton two years ago, FL Studio, I used three. And I don't make music every day. So it's really good to open the door every day and try to develop skills like uh, understanding shortcuts or understanding how a specific plugin works. Mm -hmm. And I think that, if you're buying a new plugin and trying out a new plugin, you need really to understand the full power of the plugin. So mm -hmm. I think uh, 
that's the most important thing related to that like you don't need to mu make music every day but you mm -hmm. need to if you can like open your door every day and try to seek how the things work and why do they work yeah so like um you're trying to work you you work on music in some way every day but um are you always happy about working on music or do you also have some moments that you're struggling with it to get motivated or stuff like that? Absolutely. Like yeah. when I hear a really good song on Spotify and I try to remake it, I like 90% of the time I can't remake it like the origi original because I don't have the same plugins, I don't have the same sounds. Yeah. But like it's a really good thing trying to remake a song and go another way because you're starting to develop your own style. Mm -hmm. But it's really frustrating when you're trying to do a specific sound or specific like something simple like like a rhythm of a drum loop and yeah. it's really frustrating when you can't do it. Yeah, and if you feel getting uh frustrated a bit or demotivated, how do you uh handle that? How do you um like uh, get that aside and get productive again or do you just leave it for a moment to be and come back in an hour or how do you handle it feeling mm, there are different things like uh, something that i did some time ago was like uh, opening old projects and try to make them sound better like with the new techniques that i learned and the new plugins i bought mm -hmm. but like uh, watching tutorials seeing someone do and the way that they do i think that's get, that gets me really creative so what, like my tip will be watch tutorials and uh, try to learn anything from them and try to develop your own skills, not based on tutorials, but based on your own knowledge, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so you, uh, if you um, get stuck into one part of music-related uh, things, like sound if, if it is sound designing or building a track or mixing mustering, if you feel frustrated about that part, you just try to do something other but music related to stay productive or can it be something different as well like playing a video game or watching tv or do you try to keep your focus on music but another part to get productive again it's a really good thing like sometimes doing breaks mm -hmm. because you you have limits like a human being you can't be like a full day producing no. so you need to do some breaks and that's really important and i think producers don't respect the breaks. Me, myself, I don't respect breaks, but mm -hmm. I think that's a really important thing. I to, hate them, yeah. <laughs> to clear your mind, yeah. You need yeah. to clear your mind and hear other things. Like playing a game is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Hearing the soundtrack, hearing the... Like the games have a really good uh, spatial thing around your head. So it's really good, like, try to um, entertain yourself multi multimedia things, but mm -hmm. not music-related, if you can. Because like the non-musical, in my opinion, are the things that motivate you the most. It's really weird and makes no sense. But like, if you go play a game and you you hear a I don't know like a cool rhythm of a guy falling down, yeah, it's a really good idea. Try to incorporate that in your productions. Yeah. So <laughs> even sense. if you're trying to rest, you are still uh, trying to get inspired by that things. No, I actually like uh, let them uh, appear. I don't search for them. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I'm just trying to enjoy my game. And if I hear something cool, okay, pause, open Ableton. Okay. Not forget the idea. It's really important if you get an idea, record on your microphone of your phone. Like 
you are going to forget it in 10 minutes if you get yeah, a really exactly. good idea. But you can yeah. get your rest, like you can get uh, uh, out of the production sound uh, engineer producer mode sometimes by doing something else. Or is it hard? It, it, it's not hard. It's like uh, you feel less productive, but it's a really necessary thing to do. Like yeah. go on Discord, talk a, bit, a little bit with your buddies or go see your, how your mom and dad are doing. Like try to do a different thing to make your brain try to rest a little bit and then go back to production and make awesome bangers. Yeah. I think that's the word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that uh, to be honest with you, personally for me, I feel like uh, taking breaks and doing other things than uh, working on music-related stuff is, is really, really hard. I I can like... I feel so unproductive if I go like lay on my couch for an hour and just watch TV, but people uh, try to make me all the time, but I, I, I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's a terrible feeling, but I have struggles with that, with leaving that or letting that go. So um, yeah, sometimes I try to play a video game or like something like that, but after 10, 15 minutes, I feel like I need to do something. So. Do you have that feeling and how do you handle that? Or isn't that, um, aren't you struggling with that? That's possible, of course. Like I struggle a little bit, but I try to get that mindset. Like I, I'm less productive hearing a four loop bar all day than <laughs> doing a break and uh, making a song in one hour. So it's like, if you're like doing something for a really long time, and it just don't work, you need mm -hmm. to stop, do something else, non-music related. It's really important. Like, don't go hear music. Like, try to do something non-music related. And then you are going to miss the uh, the production feeling. Like, God, I wish I was, like, making a song right now. Yeah. And feeling that, it's really good. Because when you get to the your door, you are going to get so much ideas and creativity. So it's, yeah. like, it's good to sometimes feel... Uh, Feel the miss. I think that's the word. Yeah. Feel the missing of uh, yeah. making music. To that's get to get the feeling of want to do it. Um, yes. Even more after a while. Yeah. So you, when you have the feeling like, oh shit, I'm not being productive. You just think, yeah, but I need this break to be more productive later, and then then it works for you. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Cool. So I want to finish off with uh, one thing. Um, I think it's. Uh, important uh, for the community as well and maybe other people that are watching like uh, when you finish the track what is the uh, number one tip you got when it comes to self-release tracks i think for now because that's the most relevant to uh, most people watching um what is the number one trick to promote your track when you self-release the track what's the thing you do marketing related yeah okay like is there a, a good promo tool you know or is there like a simple trick or a strategy you use to, uh, yeah, to boost it? Like when it's just really there are like uh, really different techniques that you can do. Like mm -hmm. if you we are talking about EDM specific, like yeah. uh, uh, promoting your track. Like when you're beginning, no one is going honestly. No one is going to hear your song on Spotify specifically. No. So I I think having a good visual on YouTube. Like YouTube is where all the producers start, not SoundCloud, because my girlfriend does not have a SoundCloud account. She has a YouTube account, of course, because she watches video. And mm -hmm. it's really important, like, try to promote 
the things that you are making music uh, on platforms that you know that your friends, because they are going to be your first followers, your friends, absolutely, are, mm -hmm. are going to watch the songs. Like uh, till this day, if uh, one friend of mine wants to so wants to <laughs> wants mm -hmm. to show one of my songs to his friend, he's going to search it on YouTube. He's not going to Spotify. Yeah. So like in the beginning of your career, do not waste time because it's going to be a waste of time uh, and money on promoting on a like a musical digital stars like try to promoting like a, with a funny video on yeah. uh, on instagram for example i made the astronomy remix and i sent it to some meme pages and they used it uh, on the, like uh, dj's having faults and yeah stuff like that and i received a lot of messages uh, mm -hmm. like people like telling them song was good like i made that song in two hours i think it's one of the worst songs that I've ma ever made lately. And yeah. it's getting so much attention because like it's a meme song. So I think the really good tip to promote your stuff is like, uh, do not promote your music, promote yourself and something. Mm -hmm. And the music is on the background. If, and if the people that liked it, the yeah. music, they are going to check it out and save it. So I think that's the best tip I can give. Yeah, so you would say, um, don't underestimate the power of visuals next to your music and uh, try to make that like a brand as well. So, and, and I hear you say like YouTube, like don't forget YouTube because it's, it is the biggest streaming platform out there, even though it's not focused on music, but yes. there are a lot of people there and everybody can check your music on there. It's not uh, yeah, something that I, I've been looking lately, like if I found a new producer, like I found this producer some time ago, uh, DMNX is really 14 year old, I think. And he's yeah. really good, really talented. Yeah, okay, cool. But when he sends me songs, like you can't make a post on Instagram and uh, have a visualizer, like no one is going to like it if you're not big, if you're not known. And I think you need to really choose the first thing that is going to grab attention from the people mm -hmm. is the visual things. So like having a good video clip or a meme, like I made a meme song, a meme remix, and it blew up. So if it's really important to not focus on the music while promoting when you're starting, mm -hmm. but on the visual stuff, like having a good cover art is really important too. Mm -hmm. Because we, when you're searching songs on Spotify, the first thing you watch is the cover. And if it looks good, you are going to click instantaneously. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's the best tip I can give to young producers, like Work promote on... more the visual yeah. than the music. But the yeah. music is important yeah. to have good too. Yeah, so your music should be good. But uh, what you're saying is you should focus on your visual brand and uh, the aesthetics and the way your, your music looks in general. Um, then uh, you would do that before like promoting posts on Facebook with your track targeted and stuff like that. Yeah. For example, if I launch a song and I want to promote it on Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm not going to pu publish uh, a video of the visualizer of the song. I'm going to publish a, a photo of me or a cat or something that grabs attention, yeah. but related to me because we are, pr I'm promoting myself. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the second post when you slide to the right, it's going to be the song. And the uh, link is on bio. That's really important. Like grab attention of the people with the photo. Mm -hmm. They are going to like it, read mm -hmm. the description. And then link is in, in bio and they click. And I already, by the click, gained the stream. So 
yeah. yeah it's it's really important to try to dodge the algorithms because if a, if a lot of people click on the link of, on my bio and I get a lot of streams, I'm going to push the algorithm to help me getting more streams and people found me on a release Friday or uh, the own private playlist there. So that's a really good, important tip, like yeah. get attention of the people before they hear the music. Yeah, exactly. So you're trying to, with the right visuals, get the attention to read the description and then the click to the bio. So you're trying to get uh, more natural attention than promoted because you believe that doesn't work that much. Not as much as visual. when you're starting out. Yeah, when you're starting no, out. When you're starting out, like uh, buying, uh, do, do not buy fake followers on first place. No, no, That's no. That's a half. No, no, no. Like definitely. if you are 13 years old and you made a beat on a garage band, and yeah. if it has a million likes, no, it's no, no, that doesn't work. No, but like everybody sees by promotion. that. And even if you do it like a super step-by-step, uh, -step, like nobody would notice, even if you do it like that, it could work, but you're just faking yourself. I mean, what if um, a label contacts you and, and stuff and they're not going to contact you if your music isn't that professional as the number of stats you got as well. So yeah, I think... It is a long way to keep it honest, but I, I think it's the only way that will last long as well. Quick success is a quick, uh, quick downfall, in my opinion. I'm afraid. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of talented producers that I know mm -hmm. that have like a hundred followers on Instagram or two hundred, and they release on Dharma, uh, they release on Mix Smash Records, like Jackson. Yeah. He has six hundred followers, I, I think, mm -hmm. and they are really talented. Like they understand the thing. Yeah. And you don't need that much of attention on a, on a, your socials, which is important. Yeah. But like, it's not a necessary thing to release songs. No, it's not about the followers. It, it is about the quality of the music and the image uh, that you can, um, how do you say it? The image that you give to the world in combination with your music, it, it's the whole picture, of course. And people are gonna love that or hate that and keep an eye on you. and then you get real attention and real followers. And, mm -hmm. But it, it starts with the music and the brand around it, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a great tip. And I think uh, a lot of uh, people can uh, can use that as well. So uh, I think we are somehow at an end. What are your plans for today or this weekend? I think uh, I'm going to now finish a song, which uh, is that's, going... That's super surprising for a producer, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which is called Run and Hide. And I'm planning on recording a video clip to it and like uh, make a really, really push promotion because like there are songs that you do that you know that are going to work. So it's really important to spend a little bit of money if you can. So yeah. that, that's what I'm going to do this weekend, like prepare the release. Like I have the release date, I have the cover art, like having everything set up cool. for the day, I publish everything. Cool, so you're... Finishing something up, uh, a new piece of yes. art going to out there and checking out how that works for you. Okay, cool, man. Yes. So, um, yeah, I want to thank you, of course, for your time and uh, for uh, trying this out uh, with us for the first time. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm super happy. Uh, everything worked uh, as far as I can see now on our part. So uh, I think that we, uh, we are going to round this up. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having, uh, having us. <laughs> Okay, thank you for inviting me. No problem, man. Thank you. <laughs>